All right, hello everyone. Welcome to the Lean Athlete uh, Blueprint Show, Lean Athlete Lifestyle Show, more likely. Um, so today we're talking about how to retain the muscle when uh, you cut weight, because sometimes that's people's fear. They might just lose all of the weight itself instead of just the uh, just the fat. So uh, I'd like to kind of talk more about my journey because, um, like. I know I've heard and, and done lots of reading and research, of course, on how you're able to drop the fat but then keep on the muscle, but then it's like, well, okay, how do you do that in practice? Does it really work effectively for yourself? So I was one of the uh, the people to test it, and I can tell you right now, and I can show you, you know, all of the results that I've gotten, and it's through an Orange Theory app, and it's called the InBody Scanner. And it basically just scans everything inside. Oh, I have to sign in again here. I guess they reset every once in a while. All right, let's see if this can pull up quick. Beautiful. So um, I last year I, I put on a bulk. I was um, I got to the max of two hundred and thirty-five pounds, and then I was able to gain about like over ten maybe even 15 pounds of, of skeletal muscle mass. So as you can see here, uh, where is that? Yeah, okay, so skeletal muscle mass, I don't know if you can all can see that, 110-ish, like 111. Um, that was just a skeletal muscle mass. I was 234 pounds and uh, just around 19 percentage of body fat. So this is a more of a recent um, poll so I only lost about a pound of muscle in my cut, right? So if you look at it, like the average percentage there, or the, um, uh, let's see, yeah, the weight was 214. Before it was 235. Now it's close to the 200 mark. But um, again, my lifts in the gym are staying about the same. If not, they're going heavier. And I'll explain about that in just a moment. My protein levels have stayed a little bit higher as well. So the way I'm training in the gym, I'm doing pretty much the same thing for eight weeks and then changing things up eight weeks after that. So the volume and the intensity and the amount of, of load I put on each muscle group individually is going to be about the same, except each week I have big compound lifts that are like the first or second exercise those ones are going to be either increased in intensity, which basically means I'm increasing the amount of weight that I put on while keeping the reps the exact same. Um, and then sometimes what I'm able to do is increase my volume. So the weight will stay likely the same, but then I'll have more volume. So it allows my muscles to adapt to the stimulus and the challenge that I'm putting out there for it. Um, so that's usually what I do. I kind of switch that back and forth. And then for the most part, for the other like isolated exercises where I'm working more of like a single muscle group, right? So today when I go to the gym, it's a pull day for me. So what I'm doing is essentially um, doing like a big lat pull down type of deal. And then after that, it's just going to be like, you know, either biceps or it's going to be either like some sort of pulling exercise. Um, you know, a lot of it is multi-movers, except if you're doing bicep curls. And then there's some where I, I go back where I'm pulling and working the back of the shoulders. But with those smaller muscle groups, what I'm doing is I'm increasing the amount of intensity with those. So every single week, 
I'm trying to bump the weight up upper body by five pounds total. So if you're using a barbell or if you're using dumbbells, that's about two and a half pounds per side, adding up to five. And then it's the opposite with the legs doubling up. So it's with the legs, it's 10 pounds total more each week. Now, one of the things that you can do when you're not able to do more of that weight is you can uh, dial it back the next week by like 10% less of that weight, right? So you do 100 pounds one week, you're unable to do the reps that you set up to do, then what you do is you decrease it by 10 pounds essentially because that's 10% off of that weight. So that's that's one of the biggest things I've been doing is, is keeping up with the actual strength component of it. So big power lifts at first and then more bodybuilding stuff after that. Um, and then my protein levels stay quite high. Um, so they stay, I would say roughly for my, for my old calculation, um, since my body fat is coming down, my protein needs should go up, right? And then my body fat or my fat that I consume will go down because I don't have as much on my body to use as energy. So I need to have that from an outside source and the best outside source for repairing skeletal muscle tissue um, as you age, this is a, more, a very, very important um, macronutrient. Um, it's very, very high in thermic energy as protein, right? So having the, the, the higher amounts of protein in there is going to help me repair and, and um, you know, rebuild the tissue that I broke down in the gym itself. So super, super crucial macronutrient, and I've been keeping up with that. And then also, I didn't drop the calorie number immediately like right away to maybe a thousand to 1500 calories less. If I were to do that, um, the body will fight back, right? And it won't help me repair and recover the way that I should be recovering. So the best case for that is to drop it by, I mean, you could drop it by 500 calories. That's, that's a good safe bet. Um, what I usually do is I take my resting metabolic rate, I got a formula for that that I've developed in Lean Athlete Blueprint that I've used for Lorena and I've used for a bunch of my other clients too. And it does yield a lot of great success. Um, so I just take that whole number plus the amount of activity that I'm doing or one of my clients are doing and I times that by um, 20%. So I take 20% off of that total caloric number. And that can usually yield like a good, safe and steady decrease in uh, weight and decrease in body fat. Um, sleep is super important. Um, I remember last year I, I used to go to bed and light up my candles and read a book, you know, an hour to, to 30 minutes before I go to sleep. The electronics were gone. It was almost, I refer to it as like monk mode where nothing else kind of came in the way. I was just so hyper-focused on it and uh, the, the muscle stayed on very, very well. But I mean, as you lose a lot, a lot of weight, it, it can become difficult to keep that uh, muscle mass on, um, especially because the more weight you do have on, the more weight you're able to push, which is why people bulk up, because they're able to push more and therefore the muscle is, is going to be more um, adaptable and it's going to be stronger because you have more weight to move. Um, so as you cut, right, it's like, well, I'm going to lose that because I'm not going to be as, as, uh, as heavy. I mean, you may not be able to push as much relatively speaking, but I can tell you right now that I am able to and, and probably more, which is nice because again, those slow progressions that I've been doing. Um, so again, if I'm going back to, um, yeah, just talking about, I know I talked about sleep a little bit, um, but if I talk about, yeah, the total amount of calories, so let's say I'm not losing the fat or weight fast enough and I plateau, like for me, 
I was at 235, right? It hit that and then it stayed around that area. And then slowly and surely went down to 230. When I moved over to Calgary in June, it was hanging around 225. Um, and I didn't really have a solid plan. When I first arrived here, I wasn't eating that great. So it was sort of like, okay, what's, what's, what are we going to do here? Um, I wasn't working out that much either because of just the environment. And then I think that yeah, COVID was a big thing. So I wasn't able to lift as heavy weights as I could. could. Um, and then afterwards, finally, it, it dropped down when I got to my new place around 215. Um, and then it hung around there. Like it just, it has its little plateau points. Um, so in that case, what I usually do is I decrease the calories by about 150 to maybe um, 200 calories or so. So that doesn't make me or doesn't force me to increase my activity level. If I'm content with what I'm doing for activity level, work-wise, working out-wise, hiking-wise, whatever, then that's okay. You can just decrease that and still get the number that you want. And then I, uh, I did increase a little bit of the cardio. So I added another hour of cardio a week, which was HIIT training. And then immediately it dropped down to 210, 212, 210. And like, okay, this is working. So I, I kept the number the same. I kept the calorie number the same and kept doing what I was doing because the body just takes some time to adapt to it. Um, and then, yeah, when I measured myself on the scale in the Orange Theory um, in-body machine, yeah, the muscle was, was able to stay on, which I was super delighted for because, again, everyone always thinks and I always thought, you know, you're going to lose all that stuff, which isn't usually the case if you kind of have the right plan set up for you, like keeping the calories relatively high but slowly lowering them, you know, not drastically just cutting because... In a month, you got to go and hang out on the beach, or you got to go and impress someone. Right? That's not not necessarily gonna gonna yield you the results that uh, that you want, right? So, and uh, I think if you are thinking about about increasing the weight and uh, you're working out at home, I think it is a good idea to find ways to challenge it as much as you can because when the muscles adapt, right, the body wants to stay put, wants to stay in homeostasis. So. Um, when people come up to me and they first start, they're like, oh, I have, you know, tens and 12 pounds. I'm like, that's great. Awesome. Start with that. Cause it's something. And it's so convenient. Cause a lot of my clients have kids, they have busy lives, their work gets in the way. So working out at home is so convenient. Now, after let's say maybe the two second or third or fourth month, it might be a good idea to think about increasing some of those weights in some capacity, because again, um, yes, the exercises will be changing. But if you don't have a chance to increase the intensity, then your muscles might just stay the way they are and you may not have a chance to increase toning or increase the muscle that you have. Now, there are a few different ways that you can do that. You can increase the tempo, right? So the eccentric phase, you can go down by three seconds and also you can maybe add a band to it to keep the tension constant. Um, you can change up the movement of it. So instead of doing just straight bicep curls, you can do around the world with bicep curls where you go in a circle that just works a bit more of the fibers in the uh, bicep rack guy. There are a few different methods that way, but I always like to kind of enforce the heavier weight aspect if you can. But the main thing is I was always working on perfecting my form. So before, before I went up, like when I first moved here, I was like, okay, I can do the same weight that I did before, whatever. And I was tight, you know, so what I had to do was dial it back and really make sure that my feet were planted, my big toe, pinky toe, and then my heel were all pressing through the floor itself as I came up. Um, so if you don't have the form, if you're swinging your back, if your back's rounded or if it's arcing too much, 
then you know that the right muscle groups aren't working. So I'll give you an example of a shoulder press. A lot of times what I see is when people do that, they come up and then they arc their back and then press the weight up. So what they're really doing is they're doing an, um, an inclined chest press as opposed to an overhead shoulder press, right? So again, practicing form, starting out light, making sure that everything is in the right spot and the, the right mind-muscle connections being worked. What I mean by mind-muscle connection is like, okay, are you feeling it in your triceps? Are you feeling it in your shoulders? That's the main thing. If you're doing like a, a hamstring curl on a machine, um, are you feeling the hamstring squeeze to bring that weight up? So that's one of the key things too, is to have that mind-muscle connection. And if you ever lost with that, you can always reach out to me there as well. And then with all of my Lean Athlete Blueprint clients in the initial phase, we do talk about you know how to nail down the nutrition. We talk about expectations in the program too. And it's all one-on-one -on -one based coaching. So they're never lost and it's never going to be like a cookie cutter program that's everyone's going to kind of outline and get. You're all going to get your own customized nutrition plan based on where you're at right now. So you can enhance what you're already doing. And we kind of talk about, you know, sometimes the workouts are going to be lame. They're going to be boring. But, you know, some days you're just going to feel awesome and on fire. So that's one of the expectations of that. So if you are looking to drop around 15 uh, pounds or so, you know, gaining that confidence too, because a few of my clients, they're looking for jobs for the last two years. And finally, a few of them have gotten that. And then also some of them had the courage to quit their job that they hated for a long time being in the program, which is super exciting. So it all kind of goes hand in hand, the mind-muscle connection and uh, also the mind connects to the body that way to give you that confidence. And also, they don't really go into where they're eating very, very restrictive things. And uh, I can honestly say that when I look at the check-in forms, I see that a lot of people, they're not hungry, which is great. We do a rating of 1 to 10 of how hungry they are. If they're 10, right, then there's an issue. But I haven't seen a 10 yet because of all the whole foods. So if you uh, think you'd benefit or you'd like to work one-on-one -on -one with a coach to get those results in the next 90 days, love to chat with you all. But I hope you found this was very, very valuable for you. If you do have any questions at all, please reach out. So we go over a uh, question period here. If you guys happen to have any questions, go ahead. Let me know. Nada. <laughs> awesome. Okay, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in to the Lean Athlete um, Lifestyle Show. If you have any other questions, feel free to jump into the Facebook group, uh, the Fit After 30 group, where we do weekly master classes talking about whatever topics um, that I feel my clients would benefit from or what the general public might benefit from with, um, with the program. So yeah, chat with you guys later. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy your Saturday. Recording stopped.